Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. Uh, Storm versus Manly. The Storm get the win. Uh, Munster was absolutely outstanding on the weekend. Outstanding on the weekend. I think that Manly, they were in the game for most of it. Well, you know, at least a fair bit of it. I don't think the score really reflects... Like, I thought they fought really well, Manly. I really did, especially that first half. But in the end, it was the Munster show. He was absolutely outstanding. What did you think of this game? Yeah, I agree with you. I think Manly, uh, they were in the fight. I never felt like Melbourne were going to lose this mm, one, though. Yeah. Um, mate, once again, Munster was sensational. Does it once again just point to how important Jerome Hughes is to this team, though? Mm. I mean, we've seen them lose different guys throughout the season, whether it's losing Grant on the weekend, you know. like, But Hughes, when he's not there, they're a different football side. And Cameron Munster is, is a different footballer for me. I think he's he's got a real claim and, you know, I, I've got no idea what his stats look like or anything, but just having him on the field, the Melbourne Storm are a better side when Husey is there. They've lost Pappenhausen. They haven't been as good, but they've been okay. Mm. And Husey's not in that team, mate. Like, it's trouble. Yeah, I mean, uh, you could probably say that about every top-tier team, though. If they lose their seven, they would struggle. For sure, but not every top-tier team has a Munster, a Harry Grant. Mm. Like, they've got... Like their other hooker got Dalian Hooker of the Year last year. Mm, yeah. Like and Husey, I love him, but like he's he isn't like a traditional halfback either. Yeah, I just absolutely. think it shows how valuable he is to this side, in my opinion. Yeah, he's absolutely valuable. I, I still would say Munster is the the big dog, the main guy. Um, but I think Hughes clearly showed that you know he's really important. I, I personally actually think, although they won twenty eight to eight, I still think they were nowhere near as good as they are with Pappenhausen on the field. Mm. I think Pappenhausen has been super, super missed by that this squad. Yep. And, you know, because the first half, it was a relatively close game the first half. It was it was towards the end that they really blew him off the park. Um, but, no, I agree with you. Like, it just shows you that Hughes is like, there is no question about it anymore. He is one of the best sevens in the comp, bar none. One yep. of the best sevens in the comp, bar none. One of the best players. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, completion rate was 88% for Storm, 72% for 
the Manly Seagulls. Uh, is anyone else that – like, I think that – I do still believe that that game, Bellamy would have been happy to get the win, but I, I still think they were a little bit off where they could have been. I don't think they would have walked off that field going, you know what, we're back to our best. We absolutely nailed it. Mm. I think there's still a few areas I – I have to say, like, outside backs-wise, they're definitely a bit shallower than I thought. With what They're much shallower than yesteryear. Yesteryear, their outside backs would come in and essentially kill it. Yeah. Um, whereas at the moment, I do think they're a, a little bit light. I thought Tui brought a fair bit when he played. I was about to say, I thought he, that was his best game in a while. I still do think, though, that, that you know, a team without Nass in it, they really rely on him. I think he's probably yeah. becoming one of their most important forwards. Which, you know... So they should because they they're also without Christian Walsh, who's a kangaroo's front rower. Yep. Um. Once again, same as what you said with if you take out any team's best front rower, mm-hmm. it's going to be a tough gig. Um. Yeah, I, I think as you said with the outside backs, I think it'll be an interesting few weeks. I think you'll see the deb, the debuts of Jack Howarth, mm. and I think you'll see Will Warbrick. I, I think you'll see him first actually. Will, Will Warbrick is he a fullback? No, he's he's been playing wing up there in Queensland. He's the one that came from Rugby Sevens. Okay. Start of the season. Uh, uh, All Blacks. Yes. Okay. Yeah. He's been playing for the Falcons up there. He's had a rib, rib injury the last two weeks, but he's been training with this side the last two weeks. I think that you will see him come in probably yeah. for Seve over the next few weeks. Yeah, okay. Interesting. Um, so, look, are the Storm back? I'm not convinced yet. But it's heaps better than the last two But weeks. it was much, much better. Yeah. And I think that Munster needs a structure seven. Now, Hughes isn't a, a typically structure seven, but he does lay the platform. Structured enough. He's structured enough yeah. because... Munster doesn't want to worry about that stuff. You don't want Munster coming out of his end, trying to get blokes here and there. You just want Munster playing footy with no care in the world. Mate, do whatever you – whatever comes to your head. I spoke to Smithy about it. I was like, Munster, he's so good at, like, creating something out of nothing. And he was like, it's because Munster, he doesn't even know what he's about to do. He literally just does it. He just feels it and does it. And that's what what Smithy was saying. That's what we loved about Cam was that – the reason why he could create anything is it wasn't ever structured or prepared. We just thought, Munster, there you go, do whatever you need to do, and Munster would deliver every single time. And I think that if we've noticed anything over the last few weeks, it's that Munster is never going to be your seven and your structured guy. You need someone that's going to be a dominant seven that gets the boys around the park because he was absolute. Like, what about the two strips in a row? Like, that's crazy. That's so hard. Uh, yeah, so hard, but I felt like watching at home, like when he does it, you're like, oh, it's Munster. Like you know it's coming, but mm. it's just like there's just no guys in the comp that do it outside of Munster. And he and nails it every time. Every time, yeah, nails it every time. He just, it's his feel for the game is almost second to none. Like I probably still have Cody Walker with the best feel for the game, but Munster's right up there. Seriously, he just knows when to make these big decisions. Uh, outside of that. I thought Kenny Bromwich had a good game, a really good game. Solid, yep. Um, I thought Cheese was better. I think he's been a bit off the last month or so. I, look, I think Cheese has been hard done by because, you know, he wins Dalian Hooker last year, mm. then basically gets told, you will not be the hooker long term here. Yep. Then he has to build his body up to be a, a forward, you know, because Harry Grant's most likely an eight, at least a 70 minute hooker. And then he's expected to, to – so he's expected it's, – it's not as easy as people think to go – because we've got to remember, Cheese, the year before, built his body up to be a forward. Yep. When Smithy was – Cam Smith was there. And then last year, 
he built his body up to be a hooker and so he was much lighter so he goes back down muscle mass and then this year he's got to put muscle mass back on become a forward that's not easy it's not easy on the body and fitness agility everything it's much harder so i think smith's actually been put in a really tough position where they're expecting him to prepare his body as a forward but then come and fill in as a hooker so i agree with you he was better on the weekend but i i just think that it's one of those situations where Storm have made it clear, pretty clear. All right, if you're going to leave, you're not our guy. And so it's, I think it would be hard for, for Brendan Smith to to be the same guy as committed because he is kind of gone. I, I think you make a good point there. And I think that as a fan, I think a lot of us look at Brendan Smith and go, he just makes it work. Mm. Like I heard him talking the other day about someone asking about how he prepares for a game. And he sort of said, I find the less prepared I am, the better I go. Yeah. So he'll walk in and not stretch or like it, we, yeah. I, I think a lot of fans and myself included just put him as the exception yeah like he'll just do some crazy shit this week yeah you know um so it, it's a good point you bring up about his uh body mass and everything mate put it this way when i put on like it was maybe an extra four kilos fitness all of a sudden came really hard and my agility was really hard I started getting soft tissue muscles yeah, right. all that kind of stuff and it's three or four kilos and you'd think oh i'm telling you it totally puts out a whack your frame frames are built for certain sizes you've got thicker boys that are just naturally thicker you've got smaller boys that cannot afford like pappenhausen if, if you put on a bunch of muscle mass muscle mass i guarantee you he'd get injuries immediately yeah. and and it's really underrated that like it, it it changes the way you play if i'm a three or four kilos lighter i feel way faster i'm way more agile and i'm way fitter now maybe i'm not as strong in contact and so for brandon smith just that fluctuation i think it'd be really hard it's to crazy deal with how it impacts you that much oh absolutely such a little amount of weight but yeah. that's that's where they're working at though like yeah. they're working at such extremities that your body needs to be it's like a ferrari a little bit out the whole thing's out yeah. um one thing i would say although josh king has had a, a solid year I do wonder, like, does he offer enough in attack, do you think? I just think that he he really doesn't – he's a great grinder, really good defender, but I, I, I want to see a little bit more out of him in attack. Yeah, I, I agree with you, but I also think that when they've got their full team – I don't think you need that 13, yeah. realistically. At the moment, they don't Maybe have it their stood out because, I think it yeah. stood out because of that. I also think that, you know um, – he doesn't get regarded as a you know a big ball playing forward, but like Christian Walsh has got hand, he's handy too in that yeah. regard. Just True. being that that link man occasionally. Mm. They don't really play with that sort of role like a like a Radley or a Yo or one of those guys. But I I, I agree with you, but I don't think that's Josh King's role. Mm. Yeah, would yeah, it be fair, great if fair. he had it? Hundred percent. Yeah, but. Mate, it's just the last few weeks I've been like, ooh, they really could use a bit of punch around there. Well, that- yeah, but I mean, at the start of the year, Josh King was going to be a guy coming off the bench, mm. I think. And mm. I think just because of all their injuries and everything that's happened, um, he's ended up, you know, he got that 13 jersey. And, you know, from like a super coach point of view, I remember a few weeks ago, he got the 13 jersey. And we all went, oh, this will be great for a month. Yeah. But then guys just kept getting injured. Yeah. And all of a sudden now he's a 60-minute guy in their pack. Mm. Um, I'll tell you what, fucking massive congratulations to him to go from fringy Newey Knights to the starting 13 at the Storm. It just shows you that. Is anyone shocked? Mate, but it just shows you that. It's, I don't believe, like, yeah, to a degree we don't have much talent, but it's more systems that we've got set up. It goes to a new system and 
gets that 13 role, like massive respect to him. Um, hopefully he can continue. Um, and look, he's going to keep working on it. Like he's, he's not a finished product by any stretch of the imagination. But I did, I was watching the last few weeks. I'm like, fuck, they could really use a bit of extra punch in that area. Um, but I do agree that the Storm are probably the only side that doesn't really need a punchy 13 because they've got so much flair and attack. You know, Harry Grant, Brandon Smith coming on. Uh, Munster, che- well, uh, well, Hughes. I, I, I sort of thought that Brandon Smith would play that role. I thought so. I was surprised yeah. that he didn't, you know, get that role to start the year. I mean, in saying that with Brandon Smith, I think we all, I and mean, you know, I'm, I'm sort of going against myself here. We do need to remember he broke his hand a couple of weeks ago. Mm. He has been in and out. He's had a few HIAs in games too, so he's match fitness and everything. You know, it, it probably isn't where he'd want it to be. I, I, you know what? And and this is just respectfully disagreeing. Love Braith. Big Braithy, but I was surprised. Uh, Braith was saying, asking the question of like, have Roosters got the wrong man? I was like, bro, like he's a Dallium hooker only like what four or five months ago. Was surprising. Now, I, I was it was Braith that brought that up? Yeah, yeah. Uh, thoughts on those comments? Um, I understand where Braith is coming from, but the Roosters don't sign the wrong guys. I mean. Do we remember how good he played last year? Yeah, I, I heard Smithy talking about it the other day, and I completely agree with him. I don't think what Braith said is completely irrational, but oh, I don't no, agree no. with him. It's a, yeah. like, it's just, it's an opinion. Like, he's just yeah. asking a question. It wasn't yeah. like Braith was, like, dragging cheese or anything like that. No way. Um, but I, I more just respectfully disagree. Like, I, I think Smithy is absolutely the man for the Roosters, and I think he's going to kill it when he gets there. He might have been trying to convince the Roosters they need to... Cam Munster. <laughs> that's a tough thing for Braith. Like anything he says now, they're be like, well, well that's just, the first thing I thought. Yeah. I was like, oh, is there a motive for something? Yeah. I, I mean, look, I can get it. Because like Cheese has been a little bit quiet, but I think it's more the Storm are trying to grow into life without Brandon Smith yeah. rather than the Cheese choosing to be subdued, you know? Yeah. Um, now, on to Manly. Thoughts on Manly? Yeah, that right edge we've spoken about a lot. I think I, I think they had 13 oh, new tackles. sorry. Yep. Just to clear things up, so last week someone left a comment and it was like one of the most liked comments underneath saying like, they disagree with me, Cherry Evans, you know, isn't the best defender in that. I think you weren't listening to what I was actually saying. Like, just because I said it in a nice way doesn't mean I'm... Sometimes people like just listen to the tone instead of what I'm saying. That was my whole point in that situation was DCE's defence seems... Like his decision-making seems to be the concern on that right edge. And... The thing is, is that it's not going to be him that gets moved. So they need to allow people outside him to get used to his decision-making so that 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 right side gets sorted out. And I think some people thought what I was saying was, is that Cooler and the guys outside him were the problem. When what I'm saying is, is that DC's defense is super erratic when it comes to his decision-making. I think contact-wise, he's pretty good. One of the better contact-wise defenders in the comp. But his decision-making is super erratic, like super, super erratic. And so I just wanted to clear that up. Like, And again, it's no knock on DCE. Like, Well, it is a knock on him because I'm saying his defense is erratic. But it's it doesn't take away from how good of a player he is. It's just the one weak part of his game. Kind of like Munster, how sometimes Munster can fade in and out of games. It's, you know, everyone has a weakness. But I just wanted to clear that up because I, I think people misconstrued what I was actually – the point I was trying to make with yeah. that. Sorry. And I think on top of that, Ches does so much outside of that – that, that that thing in his game that isn't fantastic that you like you couldn't possibly drop him no way. for his defense you know what no I mean? so you do sort of have to adjust around him I, yeah 
just, and that's kind of like my point. Like I think most people have understood yeah, okay. where you were going. Fair enough. Yeah. And uh, uh, so, like, you're never going to drop drop DC. So, what you need to do is you need to find a super good defensive center outside him that is going to work really close with him, and not just work in a small period of time. Work over week after week after week because eventually. You're going to get the tells. You're going to see his body language and you're going to know when he decides to go in and when he doesn't. Um, but anyway, 13 missed tackles. Yeah, I think right? it was 13 missed tackles between DC, Olakuatu and Kola. And mm. I think there was two or three, for example, the one off the scrum where DC didn't touch him. So he doesn't get a missed tackle there. I just I, What I didn't get about that from DC is like, just got to trust your inside. Yeah. And if he... I mean, it's... <clears throat> fuck. Who will fucking we to tell him what to do? But... Defensive system-wise, you've just got to be like, look, if, if he gets around you, then that's on you. Like, yeah, that, that's exactly, that's, yeah. That's on like, you. Like, DC a bit hard on that one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, hard. And it was, like, impossible for Cooler. Even if Cooler does follow him in, he's not going to get there in time. Yeah. Um, and so I think with DCE, it's... You know, I, I always look at DCE and, like, his best gift is also his worst gift in the fact that he tries so hard. He's such a competitor that sometimes he tries to solve things instead of allowing other people to do he that. He takes on a lot. Yeah, he takes yeah. on a lot. And that's what and that's why it's like a double-edged sword. You yeah. want your leader to do that. And DCE, he's got the runs on the board. So you can understand why he thinks he needs to do that. But sometimes I feel like just a little step, allow the other boys to make their mistakes. If they do, you can sort it out. Um, because on the weekend, I felt like he was trying to solve things. And that's where, as you said, it's a double-edged sword. It's those, it's those, it's that mindset that makes him come up with those defensive plays sometimes. But it's that mindset that has him hit three forty twenties in the first absolutely six weeks, yeah. like winning games off his boot, essentially. Well, how like how many games has he won for Manly almost single-handedly? Yeah, mate, it's very similar to what we always say about Cam Munster. He can have these brain explosions, but he has these brain explosions because he backs himself and yeah. he doesn't do anything at ninety percent. Yeah, it's one hundred and ten percent every time. Absolutely, absolutely. So that right side edge, the worry for me with Manly is like it's not a secret anymore. Like it is open on the market. That's Manly's that's where you go struggle to. side. What do yeah. you think Manly needs to do to sort that out? Uh, mate, I, I probably don't have the the knowledge uh, w- w- within a system to work it out. But because, as I said, you can't move DC out of this side. And personally, I think that's where the problem lies. Mm. So I'm not sure what the answer is. Whether it is just as you say, give them time to work it out. <clears throat> But it's gonna, fuck, it's gonna take some time, especially now that DCE pisses off to Origin for six weeks. Mm. Like they're not gonna have time to gel to, to, together for another six weeks. Then, then we're gonna be six weeks away from finals all of a sudden. Well, the tough thing for DCE is, I guarantee you, Freddie is gonna target him. Hundred percent in Origin. Yeah, they did and last he, year. They did last yeah. year massively. Um, I think the only way they fix it is with time. I think that they've shown a, they're a good enough side to have that weakness and still, you know, make semis and all that kind of stuff. I just think that, fuck, it, it's such a tough one because you don't want to be too black and white in defence because sometimes you need to make your decisions. But maybe Desi needs to be like, this is the system that we work with. You know, coming off our own line, we always, we just jam. We all just jam, take the decision making out of our, we pick a man, we call it out and we say we're jamming and we kind of do what Storm do where they jam and then cover in behind. I think that could be a way they could fix it because if you if you make that system and take the decision out of the players' heads, then there's no question as to what I do. DC goes, I'm jamming in on the, the three-runner. Cooler knows he's getting the fullback out the back, the centre. And look, if they're good enough to hands it or kick out the back, so be it. So be it. Yeah. You can sort it out. And I think the Storm have kind of really adopted that play style of 
look, boys, if we're on our own line, we just jam and we, we trust that Hughes is going to come in behind and cover tackle. I really think that's the only way you're going to fix this issue. Doesn't it just – and, you know, I, I know people oh, – I think people underrate it sometimes, but being a half that is just like a Dylan Brown – like it's just it's just invaluable, isn't oh, it? and like man. that's not having a crack at DCE. He's not the first halfback that struggles in defense. Yeah, but you look some at, of the greatest halfbacks ever yeah, struggled in defense. But it, for me, it's some of it's those greatest ones like Joey and Freddie who gun defenders. Yeah, it just separates these guys. Mm. It's the hardest, probably, probably the hardest position on the field to defend. Really, yeah, and it's it's the easiest to take advantage of. Yeah. It's the, if you want to try and get at where a half has to defend, it's so easy to take advantage of them and to make their second row outside them work overtime. Mm. And if if you don't get them on that play, you'll get the team on the yeah, next one. Yeah. So if I'm if I'm Desi, I'm sitting down with Chez and I'm like, Chez, when we're when they're coming out of their end, we just up and slide. If they want to get those extra ten meters, they get that extra ten meters. If we're defending anywhere inside our own twenty, just jam. Just yep. jam and then we'll sweep in behind. And then if it does, if that doesn't work out, we'll go to the video session and we'll, we'll check it out. Because at the moment, it feels like they're caught between like two worlds. Like, are we a jam or do we not jam? And Cooler doesn't know. I think you just take the guesswork out of it and uh, you just. And that's the other thing with DCA. Like, like th this was a problem last year. It's just that they were smashing teams by sixty. Yeah. That it only mattered when you were playing the good teams, mm. and that didn't happen enough for people to really to talk about it as much mm. as they should have. Well, I'll year. say at the Broncos, like our literal defensive system was: if you look up and they've got an extra number and you're on your try line, you jam, hundred yeah. percent jam, no questions asked, and it's called red. You just call out red, 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 and everyone just picks a guy and jams in on him. Um, and it's, it seemed to work. It seemed to work. And it sounds so simple, but, it, you know, it's not. It's, if it was so simple, they'd be already be doing it. But I, I really believe, with my limited knowledge, Desi obviously knows much more than I do, I really believe that's how Manly sort out. They just yeah. simplify it, pre almost pre-choose what they're going to do and just sort and it out. Even, like, as you said, that red call, you know, like you still it means that you then put the emphasis on their opposing ball play to in a split second yeah. decide who's going to be the man that I need to hit one of them's going to be right but you've got to make that split second decision and it mm. puts you under pressure straight away yeah yeah and I just think that like if if inside men know that that's happening yeah. they can get across in time because what happens is is like even if they throw it over your head it's you know it takes ages to get there or it gets thrown behind them and they got to pick it up so yeah I think that's probably the only way. Um, outside of that, I thought Josh Alloy was outstanding in the first half. I really thought he took it to the Melbourne pack. Uh, he was aggressive. He was that – He every team that plays the Storm, they need that one guy to become that guy that really says, fuck you to the forward pack. I thought Alloy was really good. Um, you know, I thought aside from a couple uh, – oh, did he have an error? There was something that he did that I, I missed tackle maybe. Anyway – I thought Garrick was really good at the back. Mm. I thought he was really good. I thought he got through a bunch of work. Um, you know, had a couple offloads, a line break assist. I, he has a try assist as well. I don't mind Garrick at fullback. Uh, shout out to Tafua. Uh, you know, so good to get a try on your return game. I will say, though, master stroke from the Melbourne Storm. They go, oh, yeah, you're back after, you know, however many, a year or whatever. We're going to bomb it to you every single play. And they did not let up. They did not let up. Yeah. Um, but I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Outside of that, uh, Olakawatu ran for over 100 meters, which is good. Uh, had four tackle breaks as usual. Are you concerned about Manly missing the eight? Yes. Do you think they'll miss the eight? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really like after they lose that, where are they now? Are they 10th or 11th? Or? They're 11th. 11th. Sweet. They're going to lose DCE for the next six weeks. Mm-hmm. He'll be in and out anyway. Um, I think, I, I, I think a lot of it comes down to, um, Josh Schuster. Yeah. He's going to move into the halves. Um, yeah. he's probably, oh, I would say, and, I'm and he had a mixed be, bag on the weekend, had some really good I would good say minutes. he's probably not ready right now yeah. to play in the halves just as far as match fitness wise and everything goes, but um, it's the NRL and sometimes you've got to play unprepared and mm. get it sorted. So I think they missed the eight. Oof, tough call. I mean, mate, and like we look at their side now and like we're – like we're, I'm saying I think they missed the eight. Like we're, we're assuming that they don't have any more injuries for the rest yeah, of the year as true. well. Like it could get worse. Mm. It probably will. It's the NRL. What do you reckon, Matty? Do they miss the eight or what? Yeah, I haven't missed the eight. Um, I don't – like I reckon one to seven you can probably – I mean, you can't lock it away, but you can almost lock it away. And then fighting for the eighth spot, you got South, you got Dragons, you got Raiders, you got Manly. Yeah, I, I, I don't see them beating all of those teams. Mm. I cannot miss the eight. Yeah, look, if I'm if I'm Manly, and it's hard to think like this, it feels like almost defeatist attitude. But I'm almost preparing for next year, um, and it sounds crazy. Uh, uh, not yet, not yet. But if they lose a couple more. And they really lose touch with that eighth position. I really start think they they begin preparing. Well, for mate, that, that eight team, the South Sydney Rabbitohs. I mean, they're going to get Latrell Mitchell back in the next few weeks. And I want to talk about that because I reckon Latrell. Oh, he looks little, like he's ready to fucking looking real trim, yeah. and he looks angry. Anyway, we'll get to that. Uh, don't forget, guys. Origin game one. We will be live at the locker room hotel doing a live podcast. Myself, Gurino. Timmy and Hello Sport will be doing a live show just like this, but live, and we can sit down, chat to you, everything, ask questions in the uh, in the crowd, ask you know what teams you go for, your predictions, all that kind of stuff. Plus, we are in Bloke Beer is in every single Celebrations, Bottolo, Paws Liquor, and IJ Plus Liquor in New South Wales and ACT. Plus, every Celebrations Superstore in Queensland. On top of that, every Bottolo in New South Wales is selling bloke beer for 52 bucks. An absolute steal for the next two weeks, so don't miss it. Now, um, just before the next game, we should we should comment on how like how great Indigenous Round was. The what? Indigenous Round? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love Indigenous Round, and I love seeing the boys shake a leg after a try. Selwyn Cobo, the boys, didgeridoo with Wendell Saylor, throwback, beautiful stuff. I love the round. I really, really do. I just think it's so positive. It's a celebration. The jerseys are great. The boots are great. And, like, it adds to our game. It, you know what I mean? Like, anyone that doesn't, and just enjoy it. Like, it adds something to our game. We get to experience a culture that a lot of us aren't very versed on. That's just mm-hmm. the, you know, and it is our native culture. It's our native culture. We should know about it. I, I think it's fantastic. And seeing how much it means to the boys and just, it's interesting. It's interesting. It's uh, I loved it. What do you think of Indigenous Round? Yeah, I loved it. I um, I, I remember I was actually there for that uh, that first Indigenous All Stars game, and where mm. I was sitting was about three rows away from where Wendell Saylor did. Oh, that. how good! So to see Selwyn then do it the other night, it just it brought back great memories. Um, 
Yeah, mate, I think that, um, you know, fr- from an education point of view, I think it's getting much better in Australia. I was, I've obviously been a teacher for the last few years and it definitely is improving yeah. within schools and stuff. Because I came through school and I think I did one subject on it. Yeah. That's it. And that's it's yeah. like the dream time subject. Well, no, or like we, you know, I remember when I first started teaching, we'd have like an Indigenous day. It's now an Indigenous week mm. and it's unreal. Like you just get yep. so many experiences. Uh, I also think the jerseys. Oh, sick. Mate, unreal. And they all had a narrative to them. I loved them. It was them. great. Uh, like I loved um, Paras, I think. Paras was sick. I didn't mind the Warriors as well. And shout out to the Maldi uh, Indigenous culture as well. That's yeah. um, a huge part of it. I, I thought that, like the Sharks jersey, like it had a real story to them that you know, there were sharks swimming at the top and they were kids from a local community that they'd been involved with. And the big sharks at the bottom were the Cronulla Sharks. And yeah represented the i think they have five indigenous players in their top 30 so the fight their five to- like it told a real story yeah. like i remember a couple of years ago you know and I, I i think it was jack white and came out and spoke about the raiders one and sort of just said this is shit yeah like, this this is this is a you know a, just a throwaway attempt to do an indigenous jersey i love the meaning that's behind them all now yeah. and, and i think and, it's and unreal for people listening like you know i'm extremely proud as an australian of our history and i think that you know australia's history should be you know it's not perfect, absolutely, but most like most of it should be celebrated. I'm I'm very proud, but we have to remember like the indigenous culture. That's sixty thousand years of history. Australia's been around for what two hundred and fifty years or whatever. Yep. Like there, there is a, a deep, deep well of incredible culture that we can learn, and I think it's a I think it's a privilege that we have that as our native culture in this land. So, um, I think it should be celebrated, man. I, I really, really do like it. And I like that every jersey has a story to tell. It's just, you can actually go to NRL.com and there'll be a story and links to every single team explaining the story of the jersey. Um, so that's awesome. What do you got there, Manny? I just thought it was fantastic as well um, that on Indigenous Round, Alex Johnson, Indigenous player, breaks the Rabbitohs record, which yeah. was set by one of our great, most loved Indigenous players, Nathan Merritt. Yeah. So it's just so it's time great. So, so good. So, yeah, I loved it. And as I said, I'm, I'm a very proud Australian. And I think that this is – we should be super honoured to have this Indigenous culture as a part of our our land. Um, I, yeah, I think the jerseys were sick. Especially – I loved the Eels one. The Eels one was so hectic, like seriously. Um, all, all the pre-match before every single game. Yeah, yeah. Unreal. And, and shout out to like Nine and Fox. I thought they did a great job yeah. at making it feel like that. So – yeah, uh, congratulations to NRL, and I hope all the Indigenous boys, uh, you know, were proud of it and enjoyed it and felt like it was treated uh, with the respect it deserves. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. 
Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.